to the BCSN Sports Wrap. Brian Fulford, A.D. Drew, Jamie Walker here. Uh, make sure to give us a like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, the Facebook page. Uh, go and download the Jericho Broadcast Networks app on your Google or Apple Play Store, my JBN or my BCSN. Uh, anywhere that you're listening to us on the Pod Zone, or if you're listening to us on our BCSN Sports Wrap page, Make sure you subscribe. So that way, anytime we drop a new show, some new content, you've got that and, and it's there for you, man. And you can even drop us a little penny. You can drop a dime if you want to uh, help keep this thing afloat. You can always go to myjbn.com slash support, or you can even drop donations on Spotify. Like, you know, if you want to drop a, you know, a cup of coffee, you can do that on Spotify as well. And uh, Spotify, Anchor, all of those sites, we uh we we do we do accept tips dollar bills please dollar bills all right <laughs> uh hey uh guys i have never seen i'm trying to think here in all the years of watching football i don't think i've ever seen a perfect game played offensively now what do you what do i qualify as a perfect game uh i think a perfect game is where every possession you get you score a touchdown i think you don't punt and I think uh, there's obviously if you don't punt, that means you don't turn the ball over on downs either. That means every drive finishes in the positive. Well, we had a perfect game on Saturday. It was in Jacksonville, Florida, as Kentucky State put up 76 points and a 76 to 36 win over Edward Waters, in which Kentucky State ran for 626 yards, total 746. They had 10 rushing touchdowns. They had no punts, no turnovers on offense. They were 7 of 8 on third down, 1 for 1 on fourth down. The only thing that stopped Kentucky State was the half. Uh, (laughs) They had three running backs rush for over 100-plus yards. I said three. And we, we know Kentucky State is a run team, right? They were four for four passing for like 120. I, fellas, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Maybe I'll see it done somewhere else. But Kentucky State just played a perfect game against Edward Waters. Care to comment? My, the most telling thing that you said in all of that, given all those numbers, was the fact that Kentucky State had 100 yards passing. Yes. You know, normally the 600-plus yards rushing would be the lead, except when you talk about Kentucky State. And a mere 100 yards passing is the lead story in all those statistics that you just mentioned, Brian. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable performance. 120 passing yards and a touchdown 
unbelievable performance. That was uh, Jonathan Jerry, quarterback for. Uh, and you said perfect game. You did? Did you just say the quarterback went four for four? Four for four. I perfect. I, did you not? Perfect game. I, I no fumble. Literally, I went and looked at this as I started going through this. I'm looking at this like, huh? No, no. Hell, this is a perfect game. You, you, you know something, Brian? Sounds like an article you could be working on. I guess I'm gonna have to. I mean, I've never seen. I got to go do some stats, uh, Jamie. I don't know. Have you ever? Why, I, have you ever heard of or seen a perfect game before? That's as close to perfect as you would ever get, considering what they do. Uh, especially AD, you're, you're exactly right. Especially what, what was it? The game, the, the, their first game of the season, they had no passing yards. <laughs> so yeah, that's as close. I think they've done that twice this year. Actually, mm-hmm. right. right. Yeah, that's as close as per- close to perfect as you're gonna get. It is, and I love offensive football, and that that is perfect. Yeah, that's a that's pretty impressive uh, performance there by Kentucky State. Um, a perfect half might have been game uh, Jamie in the game that you called. Uh, you you be the uh, the voice of uh, Morehouse uh, Maroon Tigers football. 51 to three over Fort Valley State. Morehouse jumped out to a 44 to nothing first half lead. Uh, 445 yards of total offense to Fort Valley State's 171. I mean, this is a Morehouse team that, I mean, look, I still go back to thinking, Jamie, I asked you two, three weeks ago. I said, Jamie, when's Morehouse going to get their win? Get that first win. I remember the question. You and I thought it was Clark. <laughs> Clark. <laughs> I think they heard you, Jamie, because that's that. They are 2-0. and Look, you're talking about the shock of a lifetime. Uh, I think everyone in that uh, PA booth that day was just dumbfounded in, in witnessing what we were, you know, just looking at. I mean, it started off, first of all, you know, Fort Valley wasn't a slouch. They came into the game four and two. So it was, and, you know, with, with you know, pretty good wins, you know, an effective offense and defense. So it wasn't a thing of them, you know, coming in where it was a fluke. And Morehouse absolutely dominated. First, they, you know, recovered a, a, a fumble kickoff uh, from the outset. Then they blocked the punt. And and once the momentum started, it just never stopped. And and Fort Valley's offense could not muster. I don't think they got past the fifty until late in the second quarter. You know, so so it was a thing where it was just horrible offensive football. A quarterback, you know, Tyrell Jackson um, for Fort Valley could not muster anything in the passing game, and they loved to pitch the ball around. Um, the only thing they could get was, you know, any yards was through the ground or was on the ground. So, you know, kudos to Morehouse, who's been able to kind of right the ship. They've had some things that have happened as far as injuries said so done. You know, they're, they're you know, workhorse back, the, you know, that 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 scat back, that little guy who they were going, you know, preseason, you know, all SIAC, you know, he got hurt in, in you know, I think against Miles. And so they have never been able to recover. But, you know, give them credit. They've had some depth back there with uh, Frank Bailey and Ernest Davis. Uh, and then Michael Sims, it took a while for him to get on track, but he played his, his definitely his best game against Fort Valley. So, you know, kudos to, to Rich Freeman, 
who, you know, somehow, some way it, it, it was shaky uh, for one of the longest tenure coaches in the SIAC. But, hey, right now they're playing good ball. I mean, that, that game, Drew, for Fort Valley, I mean, they, they, they're still in the hunt in the ridiculous East with a win. And, and they might have blew it. They, they, whatever little outside shot they had, of course, I mean, you know, they've got to deal with Savannah State and Albany State later. But to stay alive, that was a game they should have won. But they blew it, and now they may have blown all chances in the East. Um, Drew's happy because can, uh, Tuskegee got a 29-0 win over Central State. Uh, come to find out, Central State's coach, got, I guess, got let go maybe days before that game. Um, so, and then, you know, he wasn't there for, but a minute, cup of coffee. Um, I, that, again, that we want you to donate to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of lopsided stats, uh, which is a trend, I've noted it is a trend in the under D one level between the SIC and the SA, uh, the CIAA, uh, Tuskegee outrushed central state 225 to 78, uh, Tuskegee's defense, two fumble recoveries, an INT, five sacks on the day. Uh, pretty impressive for Tuskegee, and uh, it's a good way to roll in the homecoming, man, Drew. And look, man, from out of the depths of nowhere, Tuskegee has won three of the last four games. Is that right? No, two. They've pretty no. much gone every other game, every other no. game. No. This is another five-and-five five campaign for <laughs> Tuskegee. <laughs> All right. Don't if, get, this no. will be the third five and five in a row. And look. I love Drew. Keeps it real with, with his school. I, 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 I got to. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously <laughs> afraid Tuskegee Bay lay an egg on homecoming this Saturday. They got a tough one coming up, they, man. I, I mean, Lane is no slouch. I, I, I don't know if Parity or mediocrity is word for the SIEC West. But whatever it is, everyone has a loss. Everyone except for Central has a win. So you call, you call it parity, you can call it mediocrity, but what whatever it is, there's gonna be there's gonna be a few more teams beat beat, beat each other up. I don't see – forget homecoming. I don't see Tuskegee beating Kentucky State the following week. Yeah. Oh, no. no well, it, I, it, I mean, look, you got you – got, And can, uh, can, wait, hold up. Let, let me finish. I'm can you imagine the first Saturday in November in the SIEC West I, I, where I potentially Miles and – Tuskegee may possibly be out the race. And if I'm not mistaken, the championship game is in the West this year. Are, are they are they still going with uh East West or uh did they come did they come to their senses to go with best record? I want to say it's the West. I, I still want to say they're all they're alternating. Um I'm 99% sure because I remember kind of having a discussion at the beginning of the year. If that's the case, maybe going to what Jackson, Tennessee, and, and or or Frankfort, Kentucky. 
for the championship. Five hundred. You you you'll be lucky if you have a thousand people. <laughs> well, if 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 Albany or Savannah have to travel to Frankfurt, Kentucky, or to Jackson, Tennessee, for the SIAC championship game, Atten- uh, uh, attendance. You would be lucky if attendance hits four digits. Well, well, wow. I mean, come on. You 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 got that did, much, did you, that little faith all, in your all, all, all <laughs> I am going to say is, and we'll, we'll go back there. I had a home game. I remember the year Fort Valley, Kentucky State, played for the SIAC championship. The One of the last times they used a neutral site when they played at Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. It was and there was seven hundred and some odd people at that game. Shame mm. on shame on both schools for that. Now that, but that was a different Kentucky uh, Kentucky State squad. That was a four and six Kentucky State team. Yes, exactly four and six. I, I guess uh, I believe like a seven and three Fort Valley. Fort Valley. Neither, neither yeah. team was all that. Yeah, this wasn't that long ago, right? This was just this was like uh, sixteen, I think. Yeah, fifteen to sixteen. Yeah, one 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 uh one coaching cycle uh removed for Fort Valley, if I'm not mistaken. For both um, teams. Kentucky State speak well, hold on. Before but you mentioned Lane, Lane upcoming opponent for Tuskegee. We're talking about the West. Uh Miles went on the road. Now, this is one week after Miles gave up a 24-21 game at home on homecoming against Benedict. They jumped up. Well, no, let me see. Hold on. Miles, the Miles was on the road that week. Yeah, my, actually, Miles went on the road, lost to Benedict 24-21. Um, I believe that was Benedict's homecoming. Then they went to Lane. Got a win this time. This time they found a way to get a win by three points, although uh, the score was a little bit closer. The final score was a little bit closer than the game. Uh, Lane had jumped out to a 15-7 lead. Before Miles uh, ran off uh, one, two, three, three consecutive, four consecutive scores, including three touchdowns, and went up thirty-one to fifteen going into uh, early in the fourth quarter. A couple of uh, fourth quarter touchdowns by Lane brought it to within the final score of three, but uh, really that was uh, a, a game in which Miles outrushed Lane. 348 to 101. Once again, ridiculous stat trends there for Miles. And it, it drew, it brings up that point because this week in the West, we've got a big time matchup between Miles traveling for the third consecutive week. They go to Kentucky State. Now, I don't know how, I don't know who did the schedule for Miles, but Miles is somehow on the road for a third consecutive week. And, you know, so it's like, you know, anyway, but you, you were talking about Lane and Lane is right there in the mix with a four and three record. Kentucky State's got a four and three record. Miles has got a three and four record, but who's going to come out that West? You really don't know. It, and it keeps, it's keeps something in mind. Kentucky State gets through these next two weeks. It. They've they've essentially won the West because you know who they played last week, right? They got Central State. Exactly. That's why I said they get through these next two weeks. Here's something that I'm just looking at the schedule. Now, I don't know if this changed, but somehow Kentucky State has on their schedule the week of the SIC championship game. 
they have a game scheduled against. Um, yeah, yeah. Against who? Erskine. 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 They've, yeah. been, they've been kind of playing everybody in the SIC. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to play out. It won't. You don't think that game will happen? No. Right. If it, if Kentucky State's in the SIC championship game, I guarantee you, Erskine, they do not play Erskine. Now, they may call somebody else and say, hey, y'all want to pick up this game against Erskine? But Miles, I mean, Kentucky State won't be playing against them. I know Tuskegee cannot play against them because Tuskegee added their 11th game to be the Turkey Day Classic because you can't get an 11th game. So that's the Turkey Day Classic for Tuskegee. So if Tuskegee were to be eligible, they would opt out of the SIC championship? No, they would still play the SIC championship game. But the SIC championship game is an exempt game. So what would happen to the game against Alabama State? No, they still would play that one. The SIC SIC championship game would be exempt if Tuskegee gets to that. It does not count against your 11. I I guess I'm asking, would, would they play the game? Yes. They would be SIAC champions going into the potentially SIAC champions going into the Turkey Day. It it, it it's all it. Um, they you, they you, always they would always play in the SIAC championship game and then play the Turkey Day Classic two weeks later. Two weeks, okay. Because that's uh, what it is. It's like well, ten days later, whenever it is. I'm I'm so confused, but I I, I mean, it's the SIAC wanna... you're supposed to be. <laughs> You said it right there. Um, wow. <laughs> With that point, I, let's go to a break because <laughs> I was going to mention Savannah State uh, against Clark. I will mention it real quick. 49-14 final score. Two different periods for Savannah State. They jumped out to a 21-0 lead, let Clark get 14 points, get close, and then all of a sudden Savannah State, I said, ah, let's wake up and let's play ball here in the fourth quarter. Um uh, Another another stat trend, fellas. Savannah State outrushing Clark, two seventy nine to twenty three. I feel like I should gather all these ridiculous up and see who got out gained or outrushed worse, because the diff- the numbers are ridiculous right now. The stats you need to look at when it comes to Savannah State, how they're getting outscored in the third quarter. Uh, well, Clark outscored them seven zero in the third quarter. Exactly. Yeah. Don't let this happen. This better not happen Saturday. That's all oh, I'm no. We'll talk about that later. Big matchup coming up. Uh, all right. Yes. Uh, let's uh, take a break. We come back. We'll put a bow on the under D1. Talk about the polls and give a quick look ahead to the top games in week number eight. You're watching the BCSN Sports Wrap. We'll be back right after these words. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. 
spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Itchy. Squirmy. Scratchy. Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get him. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. Welcome back to the BCSN Sports Wrap. Brian, AD, Jamie, uh, fellas, let's pick it up here again. We're here for a good time, not a long time. So let's uh, let's kind of put a, we're getting into that final fourth quarter here. You know, four fingers up. Let's uh, let's bring it home. <laughs> let's bring it home. Uh, over in the CIAA, I thought the biggest thing we had Shawan losing again, two weeks in a row, uh, this time to Virginia Union, and it was rushing. The rushing numbers in some of these games, we had uh, Virginia Union, Jada Byers, 33 attempts, 213 net yards, two touchdowns. My goodness. Shawan even had a 100-yard kick return. I almost made my man uh, special teams player of the week, and I realized, oh, yeah, we're not doing Shawan in our <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Penalties, guys. There were 28 penalties in that game. I don't know what, what if you look at a game like that. What's a bigger stat? The fact that you got that kind of rushing numbers from Virginia Union, uh, who had 363 rushing yards or 28 penalties in the ball game. I've seen 28 penalties before. Unfortunately, I've seen 28 penalties. <laughs> I bet that was a long game. This game was it? like it was long. <laughs> was it? Oh, my God. But you don't see 300-plus yards quite that often. Not anymore. You know, we're not talking about Oklahoma and Nebraska back in the day with the wishbone offense. Yeah. You know? So the 300 yards rushing is the more telling stat than the 28 penalties. The 28 penalties is just uh you know lack of discipline lack of concentration you know i don't know what the weather conditions were uh, at that particular site but you know all that could factor into uh those 28 penalties um Bowie state uh the only i believe the only division two ranked uh hbcu i think they're 16th 51 to 44 against Virginia State. All these states receiving votes. Just want to throw that in there. Uh, oh, as they should. Wait a minute. Yeah. They're not even in the top 25, Albany State? I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. Holy smokes. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. This wow. is this. That's yeah, the, yeah. The credence to the polls are, are uh, of the polls are interesting. They are interesting. Yeah. 
Um, I and I forgot to mention their score. Um, maybe we'll we'll, we'll jump back, and, and one of you guys may want to mention that because um, they did win. They did play this past weekend and did get a win. Uh, but but back to Bowie State, Virginia State. Uh, you had over a thousand yards of offense, ninety five total points. How about this? In the in the third quarter, you had thirty six points in the third quarter. 35 points in the fourth quarter. I think it was halftime was like 21 to three buoy. And then all of a sudden I just started looking at the scoreboard and all of a sudden touchdown, somebody scored a touchdown. Who was it? It was Virginia state. Damn, they scored again. Bam, here comes buoy. It was just ridiculous. The number of back and forth uh, points that went off in this game. Uh, you had another, you had another guy run for damn near 200 yards. Darius Higgins of Virginia state ran for 199. Uh, Bowie State, Khalil Wilkins ran for 168. Uh, Jamie, Bowie just doing the thing over there, uh, down there. I, I, don't, I can't explain what, what I'm seeing. And that was the most ridiculous game in terms of offensive production that I think there might have been on the under D1 level. Well, this was interesting um, because Bowie had been doing it with defense all year. Uh, for the most part, you know, they've had dynamic offenses in the past, but um, this game, you know, I mean, well, th this season, they've been doing it primarily through defense. So it kind of went back to a throwback that, you know, the, 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 I guess the ping pong effect where it just went boom, 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 and just touchdowns, um, you know, going off the board in the third and fourth quarters uh, for both of those squads. So it's kind of interesting, maybe, you know, something that they may want to go and get back to the drawing board defensively. But, you know, kind of going back and piggybacking off the last point as well, you know, these teams didn't play last year. I yeah. think tackling has suffered, and you're seeing the rushing numbers being skewed based on that. Uh, just as you kept, you know, kept kind of reading the stats, really for all divisions and all squads, especially teams that didn't play last year or teams that didn't play in the spring, you're finding out that, you know, I think in every facet, maybe even of education, that um, there's a lot of relearning going on. Uh, and I think relearning to playing ball uh, is one of those things, too, as far as, you know, the, the, the lost art of tackling and the lost art of just getting the man to the ground. So I think, you know, with rule changes and having to relearn what that is and what that new normal is as far as playing football and really defensive football in general, um, put, you know, seven on seven you know, ball in there too. I think, you know, when you're, you're, you know, not doing something for an entire year, I think it does have an effect. And I think you're seeing your squads having to relearn those things. Um, Drew, hey, care to anything there regarding Bowie and Virginia State? No, but I, I am going to bring this out. Uh, you were talking about rankings and polls. The latest D2.com football poll, shout out to Chris Ferguson, a uh, friend of the show from D2football.com, has Bowie State ranked at number 12, and uh -huh. they're the only HBCU ranked in the D2football.com poll. But over on the uh, AFCA coaches poll, you have Bowie State ranked at 14 with Albany State and Savannah State in the receiving votes category where we know Saturday 
that's going to take care of itself because one of those two teams will be dropping out of the receiving votes category. So just thought I would bring that out to uh, everybody. You know, what's interesting. This is where Bowie state is as a program. Now they still have not lost to a division two opponent in the regular season since 18, I believe. Yeah. 18. Now, I mean, you know, they had, they had the playoff loss in 2019 they had the first and game of the season this year. What? And at 18, they lost in the playoffs in 18 also. Right, right. But I think – but but so Bowie now has reached that level where I think and – I, and I juxtapose this with Albany State. Albany State has the number one rush – number one scoring defense in Division II football, allowing six points a game. They held Benedict to six points this past week. They're the only team that really has kind of probably held Valdosta State to, I don't know. I haven't looked at Valdosta State. I think it was 21 to to 3. Yeah. 21 to 3. So when you go and look at what Albany State is doing right now, uh, and for them to not even be in the top 25, it's shameful. But it also speaks to the, the the credibility that Bowie State has built up over these last two, three seasons, the fact that they're moving up in the polls and I mean, look, they, you know, they had to struggle a little bit with Virginia State. I mean, no lie, that game was tied up at 44, and Bowie State won that ball game in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, and so I, I just, I just find that interesting. I, it's just something a, to a kind victory, of keep eye on. A victory against Savannah State will give Albany State some credibility. Unfortunately, no one else in the SIAC will give Albany State that credibility you know they're going to have to rely on that win against mississippi college earlier this season and that competitive game that they played against uh valdosta and i can't remember who their other non-conference uh opponent was uh um shorter shorter i was about to yeah. say shorter yeah, they uh, they open they open with two wins against Mississippi College and shorter. And sh- you know, you know, so they're gonna have to rely on that non-conference schedule to get them a decent ranking in the uh, Division Two uh, polls. And let's be real, if Albany State wins out. Albany State, Albany State will be in. Bowie wins out. Bowie will be in. Savannah State wins out. Not a hundred percent sure Savannah State gets in. Really? Why? Uh, well, number one, that that the uh that butt whipper they took by Valdosta State, they took that yeah. one on there, and then they've got a win against Erkstein as a non-conference win. Okay. So, yeah. what 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 does that do to your uh, strength? Of they've also got a win against Livingstone. So, I mean, that's not. Safe. I mean, what 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 does that do your what does that do your strength of schedule? Those three those two uh, non-conference wins. Okay. Okay. I see your point. Good point. Good point. Um, Winston-Salem State gets a shutout against St. Aug, 41-0. How about Shaw, 20-9 over Livingstone? Interesting. When I looked at Shaw, Shaw, uh, here's a team that uh, they have two losses this year by two and three points. Shaw is running on the risk of missing out on everything this year. They'll probably finish eight and two with a three point loss to Fayetteville state, 
and a let me see a two point loss to Davidson College back on week two. Shaw, just something to think about how crazy it is, and the fact that Shaw and you you're you're up on the the playoff rankings uh, just as, as well as anybody that uh, in, in black college uh, sports drew. I, I think it's real interesting just seeing how far away. See Virginia State Shaw 2019. Is. Right, right. Um, speaking of teams that are just way off on another uh, planet with an opportunity that who, who knows what kind of opportunity they'll get, Fayetteville State, 55-12 to 12 over Johnson C. Smith. Uh, Fayetteville on. State put up 500 <laughs> yards of total offense. Um, they Defensively, Fayetteville, and this is just, damn, Jackson, I mean, wow. 14 tackles for loss, five sacks, an interception, a fumble recovery, and a touchdown. That's all what Fayetteville State's defense did to Johnson C. Smith. Who was that again? Jo- Johnson C. Smith. Let's move on to the next subject then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I'm just wanting yes. to give Fayetteville State big credit because they're going to finish 9-1. and one. I mean, up, up, they've got St. Aug, Livingston. They'll finish 9-1. and one. They'll lose the Bowie in the championship game. And then Bishaw can sit there and be talking about what do we need to do to get over the hump in the South. That's exactly what's going to happen, Brian. Let's move on to the next category. Langston, we we I want to give one last mention here uh, in the under D1. Nah, we'll talk about Langston. Langston, because Langston, uh, we their strength of schedule had been up in questions. Uh, Texas Wesley. Uh played travel to Langston for homecoming. Uh, that was one of the game. I think drew uh, Langston was actually down 17 to seven in the first quarter of this ball game before uh, they ended up really breaking out the can on, on uh, Wesleyan. And they really shut them out in the second and third quarters. And how about this? Remember back when we were talking about, uh, I can't think of a backup quarterback's name. Oh, Raquan Washington. We were talking, and then we got Coach uh, uh, Morgan, Morgan and, and then he told us, which was really the the, the, the the bomb drop of all, but he was like, yeah, uh, Washington is really the backup. Who's said, what? I said, you mean the guy who had eight touchdowns in a game is the backup? Yeah, he's the backup. And then he's like, yeah, Larry Harrington, the starter, was hurt. Well, Larry Harrington had himself a day, fellas. He was uh, 12 of 19, 312 yards passing, five touchdowns, five mm. touchdowns in the ball game, And then he ran for uh, 56 net yards on 13 attempts as well. So, uh, man, Coach Morgan continues to find them. And Larry Harrington is uh, – he just put himself in the running, didn't he, for uh, – under D1 player of the week, but uh, Langston now 6-0, and and I believe they're even ranked now in the NAIA at uh, 22, I believe, Drew. All right. Quentin Morgan, probably the best, brightest coach under the age of 40 in HBCU football, number one. Number two, Langston, Mike, start earning some respect as they start playing the upper half of the NAIA as far as strength of schedule. 
uh, now with those other teams in the Sooner Athletic Conference. But let's be real. Nice and once gets to the NAIA playoffs, they're going to have to win out. No, well, no. And this week, I believe they got they have Ottawa. Is that correct? This is, mm-hmm. this is the big, test. This yeah. is the test. This is the test. If they if uh-huh. they could beat Ottawa, because I believe Ottawa is the team that co was co champion with them uh, back in nineteen. If I remember that correctly, uh, yes, and twenty and twenty nineteen, yeah, and uh, Langston. So Langston and Ottawa has, got to be it. Yeah, Langston has the last two times they played. They actually played in the spring. Langston lost by four points in the spring. And so that's probably why the seeding is kind of the way it is, uh, or at least the rankings are the way they are. 2019, though, um, on the road in Phoenix, Arizona, they lost 27-7. to Yeah, and then in 2018, they actually beat them 63-56. Uh, to So, uh, yeah, right now – yeah, Ottawa University of Arizona definitely has the advantage. Uh, so that's that's one of our key spotlight games for the upcoming week. Um, Langston versus Ottawa. Uh, you've also got in the under D1 level, of course, we mentioned we got Savannah State, Albany State. That game is being played where? Um, Albany. Yes, it is at Albany. Mm-hmm. Yep, Albany State gets the home game for that one. Uh, Jackson, or excuse me, Kentucky State, Miles. Miles, again, traveling for the third consecutive week to Kentucky State. Three weeks uh, ago, that would be the game we would be talking about. Not so sure now. You don't think that's one of the top games of the weekend? I don't. I, I think, I mean, the two-time defending champs, I mean, Kentucky, if Kentucky State is going to get over the hump, it's this game. This is the look. Miles has kind of been a little up and down. It hasn't been your typical Miles year, right? But this is it for Kentucky State. This is your chance to sort of prove, like, like it. Remember last year when we talked about Savannah State getting over that hump uh, and beating Albany State back in 2019. This is that game. This is that game for Kentucky State. Hey, Brian, this is how mediocre this is. Let's assume. Miles beats Kentucky State. Oh, Let, let's assume Lane beats Tuskegee. Do you realize everyone in SIAC West would be two and two at that point? No, Miles would be three and two. Oh, excuse Miles me, would be, Miles would be three and two. Yeah, and they would yeah. be. But no, they, I guess my point is everyone would have two losses. That's the point but, I was. But Miles would that. be the front runner because they'd have a win over Lane and they have <laughs> a win over Kentucky State. Now they just everybody got a win over Central. So yeah, they just can't stumble to uh, Edward Waters or Tuskegee. Edward Waters doesn't year. count. Okay, so then they can't stumble to Tuskegee at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any big matchups in the SIAs in the CIAA. For this upcoming week, uh, actually, no. Bowie well, you, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Bowie and Union. Bowie and Union. Yeah, that, that's probably your your marquee matchup. It's at Union on their turf, uh, the new field turf there uh, at Union. That that may not. That's a sneaky game. That game has always been a spotlight game in the North. 
And uh, I, I think that'll definitely be uh, be one as well. Um, looking out, and obviously the Big South matchup, Hampton and AMT. Uh, this one's at Hampton. Uh, so it's a good opportunity to kind of have that. Uh, what, what do we call this, Jamie? A, a old school conference, field. old school, old school, yak field, old school yeah. yak showdown in the in the Big South, right? It is. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see it. I mean, just to just to, I'm curious to see if A and T is going to travel. That too. That too. Is that, uh, that's old, not that's not a short hike, but it's not a long hike, right? Over in the MEAC, uh, as we kind of mentioned earlier, probably your big game is uh, Norfolk State traveling to Howard. South Carolina State is hosting Delaware State. And Morgan is playing Central. That's not really a game. That, that's, <laughs> if Central don't win that, something's wrong. But anyway, the MEAC kind of gets into their schedule as the next three weeks are strictly MEAC versus MEAC. So, I mean, it'll... You know, it, it, it looks like it's all going to shape up if it goes to script where you may have that Norfolk State, South Carolina State matchup at the end of the year. But uh, those two teams can't uh, can't trip over themselves down the stretch. And then uh, over in the SWAC, we uh, I think we mentioned this earlier, our big game this weekend, Prairie View traveling to Southern. Um <clears throat> Uh, let me see. Jacks Bethune is traveling to Jackson State. Any kind of hangover that Jackson State might have could this be a could this be a a spot? Drew Drew doesn't seem to think so. Could this be a spot? Jamie Bethune could might maybe get no uh, no uh, uh. no. How about the long How about the long trip that FAMU has to Mississippi Valley State this weekend? That could be a game where somebody gets tripped up. Itabina is not the easiest place in the world to play in. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Not at all. Okay. Maybe, they, maybe, maybe they're going to fly me in. I hope so because, uh, well, where are they going to fly to? Yeah. Whatever <laughs> it is, it's got to be, it's got to be a short. It's got to be Jackson. Yeah. You probably have to fly into Jackson and then drive up to uh, Itabina, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, cause I heard, I heard coach, uh, Dancy talking about how tough it was to get to, uh, Itabina. And there wasn't a lot of people lined up to go to Itabina. So interesting. All right, Drew, let's, uh, let's take a look at, uh, the polls for the upcoming week. Now these are the HBCU pro sports media polls, right? Yeah, we'll start with HBCU Pro Sports, and then we'll go over the BCSN and rankings got the after BCSN that. BCSN rankings afterwards. All right, all yeah. right. We start. Uh, we gonna start with the major. Gotcha. All right. In the receiving votes category, uh, Delaware State, Alabama State, coming in at number ten, fifteen points. Grambling State, coming in at number nine, still hanging around the polls despite three losses in a row. Is going to be Alabama A and M with nineteen points. Wow! Coming in at number eight with with uh, winning two of their last three, Tennessee State twenty nine points. Number seven, the uh, the biggest the biggest team that we expected to do more, Southern University forty eight points. 
Number six by my brother Jamie's alma mater, North Carolina A&T, 62 points. Number five, despite the fact that they just played uh, Virginia Lynchburg, Norfolk State comes in with 79 points. Number four, we're still the champs, even though we never lost our uh, championship on the field, Alcorn State, 92 points. Mm, okay. Coming in at number three, the team that's trying to make it its best bet to get into the playoffs, Florida A&M University with 94 points. Only two points separating Alcorn and FAM. Wow. Number two, uh, that the, the team out west who's outshone everybody out there, Prairie View A&M, 119 points, two first-place votes. And coming in at number one, Jackson State University, 128 points, 11 first place votes. Full disclosure, I'll go ahead and put it out there. I am one of those two first place votes for Prairie View A&M. I'm the, I'm the second, probably. <laughs> I'm the second. I, you know, I, I didn't think Prairie View did anything to lose their, their spot at the top. I'm taking in consideration they're coming off a bye. They're traveling. Um, maybe Jackson State didn't impress me enough beating Alabama State. Like the, you know, 28 to 7. It's a it's a it's a W, but it is, you know, it, I didn't think any I didn't think there was a need for anybody to move in the top two. Jamie, what's your reaction to the poll? Oh, I think it's spot on. Um, I'm actually surprised AT was actually up that far, to be honest with you, but I think it's spot on. And for me, looking at it, after you get past the first four or five, it's almost like the other, the bottom five are kind of there by default. Who else are you gonna yeah. put there? Yeah. Who else are you gonna put at six if you don't put A and T at six? Yeah. Same Alabama same State thought. Consistent. Tennessee State doesn't have enough victories. You know, Alabama A and M is on the on the decline. So who else could be number six besides Tennessee A&M? State? Wasn't in that poll. They weren't in the top ten, were they? Tennessee State's number eight. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You um, gotta get teams in there by default. Yeah, it's starting to shake out the kind of way I thought it. There there's really four major teams, five major teams, and everybody else is kind of just there. Floating around I, like chum. I guess that's why we <laughs> only do top five. That's exactly why we only do top five. All right. <laughs> do the uh, do the uh, mid major, uh, which is the FCS or the uh, D2 and NAIA. NAIA. All right. Receive your votes. Miles, Bluefield State. Okay. Number 10, Lane, 21 points. Number 9, Fort Valley, 23 points. Number 8, Virginia Union, 26 points. Number 7, Shaw, 38 points. Number 6, Kentucky State, 46 points. Mm. Number 5, that team from the South, Fayetteville State. 77 points. Ugh. And one through four have not changed. Just the order may have changed a little bit. Number four, 89 points, Savannah State. Number three, the team out west that everybody forgets about, 100 points, Langston University, four first place votes. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Now, I need y'all to pay attention as I read number two and number one. So wait a minute, wait a minute. So number three was Langston 
with four first place, first place votes. Vote and 100 points total. Okay, go ahead. Right, which basically means that they got a lot of, they got a couple lower votes, you know, yeah, not yeah. one, two, three. That's that, know. that's that NAIA bias haters. Exactly. Right, that's what ahead. it was. Yeah. All right. All right. Pay attention. Coming in at number two with 106 points and two first place votes, Bowie State. Coming in at number one with 106 first, with 106 points and six first place votes. Oh, it's Albany State. Wow. So it's that close. They it's they big. were tied. They were tied. Albany State gets the tiebreaker based on the double first place votes. Oh. And six points right behind them is Langston. Langston. With two mm. first place votes. With oh, four first four. place votes. So they actually have more, more first, first place, place votes, votes than, than the Bowie. second team. Bowie State was number two on everybody's ranking. Except for the two people who voted them number one. <laughs> All right, uh, mm. that's 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 dominant. Uh, Jamie, any thoughts? Nah, I like it. I like it. That's that's yeah, that's crystal. I think we'll know more after this weekend. Yeah. All right, and, and of course, number one plays number four, so we know we're going to have a new team in the top five potentially after this week. Unless four wins. Right, I said potentially. Right, right, I got you. That's what potentially means. I got you. I follow you. Um, all right, you want me to? I found the top five for the BCSN. You want me to do it? Yeah, you can do it, or I can read it because I'm looking at it right myself. You go. Here we go. The, the drum roll. This is the BCSN top five. I think this is like week number four, three or four, something like that. Right, something like that. Again, the, the, this is a ranking. I, I feel like I would do the disclaimer, Jamie. These are rankings. This is this not is a our poll. third. This is the third poll. Third, <laughs> third or fourth, whatever. It, these ranking. are rankings, not a poll based on data points, statistics, a- algorithms, algorithms, all the stuff that people want to complain about when it doesn't work out the way they want it to work out. All right. So no bias from anybody. This is just what the numbers say. The numbers right. say what, Drew? In the in the hunt category for the major, Southern and Tennessee State. Coming in at number five for, with the four and two record. 463 points, Norfolk State. Coming in at number four, 468 points, Florida AM University. Number three. 547 points, Alcorn State. Number two, 5 and 1 record, 655 points, Jackson State. And coming in at number one, 706 points, Prairie View AM. Uh, any any reaction to our top five, Jamie? No beef. Um, I, I know the 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 strength of schedule. Um, basically, by default, I think Prairie View has a stronger one. Yes, and that, that a lot of that comes down to the fact that Jackson State played a Division II team. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a strong Division II team, it was still a Division II team versus Prairie View, who's played, uh, in addition to their FCS, uh, FBS team, they played all FCS. So that's that's the big difference between those two schedules. 
And, and as it relates to strength of schedule, Alabama State has the toughest strength of schedule through the season thus far. And uh, Alcorn State has the easiest strength mm. of schedule or lowest strength of schedule. So just want to point that out. All right, uh, Drew, what you got? Yeah. All right, mid major. Under D1. Uh, under D1, excuse me. I, I get confused. That's uh, all right. That's all language here. Between these two organizations. All right. In the Indy Hunt category, Lane at four and three, Virginia Union at four and three, and Shaw at four and three. Coming in at number five, 652 points, Fayetteville State. Number four, 752 points at six and one, Savannah State. At number three, 805 points, also at six and one, Bowie State. At number two, 873 points, six and one, Albany State. And our number one team at six and oh, 890 points, Langston University. Well, Albany State, Bowie, Savannah State, all sitting there at six and one, Fayetteville State, obviously. Uh, look, Jamie, any any reaction to the under D one? No beef, no no, you know, it's a lot right. going on, but no, nothing, nothing that's that's earth shattering. Yeah. Three weeks left in the Division Twos and the NAIA schedule. Three weeks. Yeah. Wow. Now let, let let me throw this out. You know, you talked about that strength of schedule, Brian. Of course, yeah. Lincoln, Lincoln of Missouri has the toughest schedule on the Division II level for uh, HBCUs. But coming in at number four is Albany State. Wow. Strength of schedule. So they have the double four strength of schedule and they're number two in our poll ranking. Go and, on. And go wins, ahead. And loss, wins and losses matter, huh? Wins and losses matter. And going down with the... Uh, I'm just going to go through the bottom five for you. Uh, started with uh, the, the easiest schedule is Langston thus far, Bluefield State, Elizabeth City, Fort Valley, and Lane. Yeah. Those are the five. Those are the five at the bottom. Well, uh, that's why I love seeing how this plays out. Over the next three weeks, it'll be interesting to see how this breaks down. Yeah. All right, uh, guys, we've been here for uh, longer than we thought, so it's time to... to and to, and to, you act like you're surprised. I am. <laughs> I am, because I've, I've been keeping track of time, uh, which, you know, don't don't let me do that too often. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Jamie, we appreciate you coming in and joining us. Um, uh, make sure you, if you're watching, uh, make sure to go ahead and hit the like. Uh, give us a nice little thumbs up. Um, you know, share the show with a couple people, let them, let some friends, family, whoever else, let them know uh, what we're doing out here. And then make sure you're following and subscribing wherever, wherever you're watching or listening to us. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, let that be known. We really appreciate you supporting all of our, uh, all of our shows and all everything that we do here on the black college sports network. Uh, any final words, Jamie, before we go. I'm just looking forward to this weekend and kind of, you know, shaping what the playoff pictures and, and championship games will look like. 
All right, Drew, any words, final thoughts? Happy homecoming to you. <laughs> you know. All right, uh, that's going to do it. Um, uh, I'm Brian Fulford for Jamie Walker and AD Drew. Thanks for watching the Sports Wrap. Uh, you guys be good. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk to you a little bit later as we dig a little deeper and get ready for week number eight of the HBCU football schedule. Peace out. I holla. But you know, you stay on hard.